Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining, joined by my co-host, Jeremy Dunn. Jeremy, happy Sunday, man. Happy Sunday. How's it going? It's good, How was your actually. Week? Good? Yeah, the week went well. Um, no big events. My ankle is still sore and hurts. Oh, that's so, a shame. It, it is a shame, you know, because every time I take a step, I feel it, and then I think about that horrible, horrific night on Halloween. You know, it's just... <laughs> I'm I'm tearing up. Yeah, I am. I'm tearing up. Yeah, yeah. It is a shame, but I've had good hair all day. <laughs> That's good then. Well, I just want to remind everybody that Jack is off tonight. He actually had something else he had to do, so he will be away, and he'll be back, I believe, uh, next week when we speak with Charles Tyson. But um, today um, we have um, somebody who I, you know, kind of uh, admire and look up to. This guy today, uh, Rob Reichert, is. Um, Somebody who I've met a few times down in Philly since, you know, where he's in the local area. So it's really cool for me to um, to have him on the show because, you know, he's local for me and he's somebody who I know is really, really involved and connected in, in the community and, and has raised a lot of money for our, the people in, the, you know, the Delaware Valley area. Um, he is the executive director of AIDS Fund Philly, and he puts together the Philly AIDS Walk and the Gay Bingo that is a monthly fundraiser here. And like I said, he raised over $2 million, and he's just somebody who is so involved. And, like, I want to get involved like that, so I just want to know what it's like to be so involved and, and, and how it feels. You know what I mean? Because, Jeremy, you're involved, but I don't know if you're super involved, because I know you just became on the board of something, right? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Involved, super involved. Well, you, you know, know what I mean. <laughs> uh, whatever, you know what I meant. <laughs> oh, golly, that's funny. Um, actually, no, I, I, I am, I run the, well, I don't run anything. I, I'm on the board of directors for an AIDS service organization here in Charlotte called uh, the Regional HIV AIDS Consortium, which, by the way, our name is changing, changing on December 1st, and um, it's going to be, oh, God, I'm going to get this wrong. It's going to be Carolina AIDS Research and Education, so it's going to be Carolina CARE, C-A-R-E. That's cool. But that's why um, I just got involved yeah. in it. And uh, well, I, I'm, and I also chair the fundraising committee. <laughs> so um, I'm, I chair that, and I also um, have, uh, uh, I also consult with some of the grants that we um, are looking to get. So I'm, I'm fairly involved. You're super involved. I I take it back. So let me bring Rob on because he's been waiting on hold, and I already put my foot in my mouth once already today. So let me shut up. <laughs> so so Rob, welcome to the show. How are you this evening? Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Welcome. Thanks for Hi, taking Rob. time out of your schedule. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, so what um, do you normally do on a Sunday night at nine o'clock? Um, that's for housewives. I know it. <laughs> I'm DVRing it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Desperate housewives. I know. I'm a family guy. <laughs> uh, You're funny. So, Rob, no. it's great to finally have you come on and and to talk to you. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, we first met at the first AIDS walk that I went to, which was three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice to actually have you, you know, sit down and have a little conversation with you. Yeah, it's great to be here. So you've been um, working in the AIDS community for over 20 years, um, from what um, your bio. Yeah, I um, actually did my first AIDS walk in uh, 1989 and got involved as a volunteer in 1990 and have been involved with the AIDS walk in Philadelphia ever since. Um, and <clears throat> spent five years 
um, from 94 to 99 working with Babashi, which is uh, Blacks Educating Blacks About Sexual Health Issues, doing fundraising and uh, moving on to supervising their programs and then um, became uh, deputy director there. And then moved back to uh, working for the AIDS Fund uh, as a full-time staff member so for the past 10 years. So, so what made you get involved? Um, well, you know, back back at that point, um, there were several things happening for me all at one time. Um, I came out in 1988, and so I started getting, um, and as I got more involved in the gay community, I was seeing more and more people suddenly become sick, um, and, you know, you would go out on a Friday or Saturday night and, you know, for months and months and hang out and, you know, know the bartenders and the next thing you know they would be gone and you'd hear a few months later that they had passed away. And um, it really had an impact on me and I was also working in college uh, student services at that point and there was really not a lot back in the late 80s a lot of educational programs going on on the college campuses. So I started doing educational programs at the college that I was working at, and uh, kind of that kind of snowballed into um, <laughs> doing professional presentations to um, the student services staff at other colleges and universities about doing both homophobia and AIDS programming on their campus. Um, so. Uh, kind of everything kind of started falling together for me and uh, really felt like it was time to make a change professionally and that's when I went to work for Babashi. Interesting. So you, you started as a volunteer and then, cause, um, and then you moved up to a, the associate director and now you're the executive director. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? And how much have you grown in that period of time because you know, I'm sure AIDS Fund has grown because of all the work that you do and the money that you raise, but how much have you grown from it and got from, you know, working in the that community for so long? Well, you know, it's interesting um, uh, that you say that. And I, um, the rewards really are the people that I work with, the volunteers um, and the staff who are so dedicated. And I've gotten to meet so many wonderful people over the years. Um, and I, I'm thinking of a woman, well, actually two women, who um, both lost, uh, both of these women lost their sons in the early 90s and have been long-time participants in the AIDS Walk, um, both um, raising every year thousands of dollars um, and doing it in memories of their son. And both of them this year contacted me and for the first time weren't able to walk uh, because they're now getting older and uh, just weren't able to do it anymore. Um, and, you know, it really kind of reminded me how long we've been doing this. And to see their dedication and their, their commitment over the years, um, you know, I went to visit one. Uh, she asked me to come by to pick up some um, some money that she had collected. Uh, she wasn't able to get it into her office or, like I said, be able to do the walk. So I stopped by her house and sat and chatted with her for a while. And um, I was admiring a tea set. And she looked at me and, she, and I said, you know, such a beautiful tea set. And she said, well, that was my Robbie's. And, you know, the tears just came to her eyes. And, um, you know, it reminds me of how devastating this epidemic has been and continues to be. And so that, that, that's what, where do I go from there, right? <laughs> um, well, that's why but, you do it every year, it, right? That's why, yeah. And and so I had a question, and then it, then Scott and he just totally derailed me because not only am I talking tonight with you, I'm also speaking in the um, chat room at the same time, and Scotty, one of our resident chatters he says hi jeremy i'm in the bubbles 
So he's in the <laughs> bubble bath listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of derailed me there for a minute. I had to had to close my eyes and, and think and kind of get this image of Scott in the bath, you know, with the bubble. And uh, okay. So I well, there's our desperate housewife right there. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the the question that I wanted to ask is um, with the with the turning economy, the ever the ever churning economy that we've got, mm-hmm. have you found it more difficult or um, harder to get the dollars? Well, um, you know, as as Rob mentioned, we do uh, throughout the year a gay bingo, uh, and we've been really fortunate this year that our ticket sales have been very strong, and so. Um, but that's, you know, it's a ticketed event where somebody, people are coming to have a good time. Um, and so it's something, you know, where it's not we're just asking people for donations. They're coming, they're seeing, they're playing bingo, they have a chance of winning some money. Um, and it's a relatively inexpensive night out. Um, so that's been actually pretty strong for us um, through this uh, economic turndown. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see this year with the walk, um, right now we're at about 15% of our total raise last year. Now, although the walk was October 18th, um, funds continue to come in. And so um, I don't know where we're going to end up. Um, we were 20% down. Now we're only 15% down. Um, and, you know, so we're hoping um, – to narrow that gap, and I think we will continue to narrow that gap. Uh, we had a double whammy this year because we had the economy, and then on the day of the walk, there was a nor'easter in Philadelphia. Uh, oh, so I remember that. A lot of people, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a rough day. Um, uh, it was uh, it was our 23rd annual walk, and it was the worst weather we have ever had. Um, uh, so that that, but one of the things I know is that you know our supporters feel strongly about um, fighting this epidemic. And so, you know, as I said, we continue to see funds coming in, um, even though the walk was almost a month ago now. Um, And uh, so, well, we didn't, you know, we'd like to be ahead of last year, given the economic situation, um, we're, uh, you know, we keep plugging along and we think we're going to do uh, at least close to last year. So okay. all said and done. What, but it's um, hard. It, it is. It's, it's very hard. You know. And, you know, we, we raise all of our funds privately, and then we distribute the funds to direct service providers. Okay. You know, the direct service providers um, here in Philadelphia um, and across Pennsylvania have really struggled because the state budget um, in Pennsylvania, we were the last state to pass the budget this year. Uh, or a budget, and so a lot of funds have not been dry, have not been going out to the direct service providers, despite the fact that they're continuing to provide services. They're not getting reimbursed for, by the city and state for those, and uh, that's created a cash flow problem for many of the providers. Mm-hmm. So some of them have had to do layoffs, and so it's a tough time out there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, which. You know, I, I have a the other question I have is, what about um, what kind of advice do you have for other organizations that aren't as big um, that are competing for the same dollars? From okay, so for example, there you could have three or four AIDS organizations in one town who are competing, all competing for the same dollars. Right. What kind? What kind of advice do you have? For them, um, well, you know, it, it's it's a it's a tough situation because you know you want people to have choices um, and to be able to uh, you want you want the consumers of the services to be able to have choices and and be able to you know have more than one place that they could go and they have a selection. So you don't want there to be only one provider. I think that would be a mistake. Um, but I do think that. You know, it's important, and, and as we move forward with the epidemic, I think it's going to be important that organizations consolidate, um, work together, collaborate, um, 
to really maximize the limited dollars that are out there. Um, and I and think we're going to see that, you know, as, as a critical wave of the future. So, so I'm going to ask the, you know, that I sometimes ask hard, pointed questions. So I, I, I won't be too pointed. Um, <laughs> um, what do you think? Because I, I'm where I'm leading up to is really the um, some of the politicize politicizing. <laughs> I can't even speak mm-hmm. it as a talk show. I do. <laughs> um, the politicizing of of AIDS and HIV um, has kind of turned, you know, have turned folks against each other in in some places. Mm-hmm. Have you guys have you witnessed that or seen it, and how do you combat it? Um, well, I think, um, I mean, we definitely experienced that in Philadelphia. Um, for many years, and I, I've, I've seen a change, um, and I think that you know that change has come about for a number of reasons. Um, I think part of it is uh, the realization that there are limited dollars, and so the organizations really do need to work together as opposed to fighting each other over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's become—I mean, I, I kind of hate to say this, but. You know, I point out all the time when I'm speaking to particularly young people, this epidemic's really less than 30 years old. And so, you know, and particularly in the early days of the epidemic, there was so much anger and so much. And so we oftentimes took that out on each other also um, Mm -hmm. instead of, um, you know, certainly we were um, fighting City Hall, so to speak, but um, but we also ended up turning on each other. And uh, I think that as we've matured um, as a, as a, um, in our activism, um, I think that, you know, we're seeing less of that. Um, not to say it doesn't still happen, um, but there definitely, you know, I think that, that years of experience and looking back, we have, have seen changes in Philadelphia, certainly. Um, don't want to speak about other parts of the country, but, um, you know, there was a point where I think uh, we have the worst reputation for fighting amongst ourselves in the country, uh, or Philadelphia did. Um, so, and I say well, I we because I was part, you know, <laughs> like I said, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, so I see it, you know, for over the years. Well, I definitely um, appreciate you doing the gay bingo and, and the AIDS walk, um, because without those outlets, I wouldn't know where to go and meet people. And where to go in, you know, because when we meet people from the website, the members that are in Pennsylvania, when we meet on the walk and we all walk together. So that kind of gives me an outlet to go and and kind of meet people. And without that, I'd be lost. So I wanted to back up a little bit and talk about the walk. And and do you know the numbers for the walk this year? How many people um, may have came out this year? (laughs) Well, I I did. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I... um, Rob, I I got up on I woke up that morning Sunday morning um, and I was up about three, um, and looked out my window and you know I meet um, my coworkers at um, uh, 4:30 um, out on Eakins Oval and and I looked out the window and I thought I'm going to be there by myself and I'm like well no my coworkers will be there that I went maybe they won't be there either. Um, because I really thought nobody was going to show up. Um, we were estimating at this point that we had about 5,000 walkers who showed up that day, um, which is only about a third of what we had last year. Right. Um, but I was amazed that they were there, um, because it really was a horrible day. <laughs> so, you know, there was um, only bad the first side of the walk, like down Kelly Drive, and then once you went over yeah. the bridge and came up, the sun was out. Yes. But by that point, everybody was soaked to the bone. So yeah. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> so they were walking, you know, eight miles and soaking wet. Um, so I was amazed at the number of people who showed up. And like I said, given that we are, are the number of walkers seemed to be down by about a third, we're only about 15% down right now um, in the funds coming in. So. Um, so that's, you know, that's amazing to me also. We saw a lot of people coming into our office and mailing stuff in afterwards just saying, you know, I didn't make it, but here's my contributions I collected. And you know, 
So. Yeah, that was one of the questions um, Scott had in the chat room. Uh, where can people go to donate to um, AIDS Fund Philly um, if, you know, since the walk isn't going on right now? Um, well, the they, our website, uh, which is AIDSWalkPhilly.org or AIDSFundPhilly.org. Um, and um, I'm guessing that they, Rob, could uh, actually sponsor you if they wanted to. I'm guessing you have your page up there. Yeah. Your fundraising page. So. Absolutely. Well, they can um, donate directly. It doesn't really matter, I guess, right? Doesn't really matter. No, nope. it, it all goes to the same uh, same spot. And you know, we're we're raising funds for services and uh, prevention, education, and public awareness. You know, here okay. in the in the Philadelphia region. And the, the gay bingo, I've been to um, a few times actually. Um, my partner and I, our second date was at the gay bingo. Um, Great date. Right? Yeah, when we sponsored, um, my soccer team sponsored one of the the bingo games that night. And I had to go up on stage and all that. And how can people get involved in that? Because I know there are some people who have smaller um, ASOs that would be interested in possibly advertising um, at the Gay Bingo. Well, um, we call our office, uh, send me an email, and my um, email address is on our website. Um, we have corporate sponsors. Um, it's relatively inexpensive for corporate sponsorship for Bingo. It's uh, about $250 for to sponsor a game. Um, you know, tickets are on sale for the rest of the season. Um, so we have a, we do have a bingo coming up next Saturday, but <clears throat> uh, tickets are, I think there might be a few balcony tickets left, but they're pretty, pretty much gone because this is um, one of our most popular themes. We're doing a, um, uh, the return of the Share Farewell Tour. Um, so we'll be doing um, <laughs> we'll lots a new of share one every all month. Long. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, that's, that's funny. Oh golly. Oh. oh. And then on they have the December nineteenth. There's a naughty or nice gay bingo. Naughty or nice. So many yeah. different cool ones. Black tie. Um, the Real Housewives of Gay Bingo. So it's very um, interesting, and you get to meet a lot of cool people. And sometimes you win. I won. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, but it's all for a good cause, and, right. and as we say, it, bingo is just a stupid game. But um, <laughs> we keep playing it, and we're going to keep playing it until this crisis is over. That's terrific. Okay, so I'm going to ask another tough question from the um, chat room. Sure. Um, there was a question from HIV Camp Project. And he's asking, Gay Men's Health Crisis CEO makes about $200,000. Do you think it's reasonable that the CEO should be, you know, making that amount of money? And should half of those funds go back to the people living with HIV or AIDS? Well, um, and, you know, I will, I think (laughs) one of the things we have to realize, no, one of the things we have to realize is that, um, the management of an organization um, is the same skills needed to manage a for-profit company. And so if we want good people and sound management of organizations, we do need to pay them. Now, we need to pay them in, in ranges that are comparable to other nonprofit organizations, and we do have to pay people a living wage. Um, otherwise, we won't have good people running organizations. We would all, you know, if I could do what I do for free, I would do it. Mm-hmm. But I have to keep a roof over my head. Right. We all got bills. <laughs> we all got bills. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's, um, I know it's hard for people to accept and understand, um, but, you know, we do have to have sound management of organizations, and that means having people who are qualified to run organizations, and we've all seen what has happened with good organizations who didn't have sound management. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think um, that's a fair answer. Yeah. Oh, I And yeah. you know, um, and you know, in that particular case, we're talking New York City, which is not an inexpensive place to live. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um. So. Right. So during during the walk, Rob, there was uh, the quilt display like you do every year. Um, this mm-hmm. year, I didn't get to see the quilt display because um, it was everyone who was there when I first got there, and I figured it would be there after the walk. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, we never put it out this year because oh, of the didn't? weather. Oh, um, Yeah, we, we couldn't put it out because of the raid. Um, but we are um, going to have, uh, well, we have individual panels or uh, I'll be doing some speaking at a couple of colleges and universities where I'll be taking a panel or two with me for those speaking engagements. Um, and also we are, I think I can say this publicly at this point, um, we'll be having a display from December 1st through December 13th at uh, St. Luke and the Epiphany Church in uh, uh, Center City, Philly. Okay, so I'll have to um, go down there. So, yeah, and we'll be, uh, we don't have, we have not um, settled on, we just, we just got the arrangements made for this and we don't have the actual dates that will be, days and times that it will be open, but we'll have some evening hours and weekend hours where people can come in and just, you know, view uh, the panels that we are, that we're able to display there. All right. So what is, um, what's going on on World AIDS Day this year um, in Philly, so people know? Well, we have, um, we're, we are working with Sapphire Fund and Broad Street Ministries, uh, Ministry for the, uh, I think this is the fourth year that we've worked in collaboration with them. Um, and it'll be it's going to be at Broad Street Ministries on December 1st from 5:30 to 7:30, and we will have um, some performances, uh, both dance and um, music performances. This gay men's chorus will be there, uh, and we're also going to have a community dinner um, as part of that event this year. And then, of course, uh, information tables by um, probably about 20 organizations are having information tables. And there will also be uh, counseling and testing available that evening. Cool. It's always fun to get involved with stuff like that. And if you need any help with that, let me know. I would love to get involved more, um, you know, in our area. Great. Great. We always need volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, okay. So I always find it difficult to find mm -hmm. volunteers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a good trick? Not I shouldn't say trick because I don't want to trick people to come volunteer. Ha 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 ha! Lift that bale, tote that barge. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, it's not like volunteers are free slave labor. I'm not saying that at all. Although, as a volunteer myself, I have been felt like that. You know, because just because I have a little muscle on me, make I'm not the schlepper. Just so you know. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man with muscle. He can carry the heavy things. No, really, I can't. I'm yeah. fragile. I'll, I'll um, tell you my philosophy on that one. Yeah. I don't ask anybody to do anything I'm not willing to do. <laughs> so oh. I I slept. As I said, I was at the Ace Walk on, at 4.30 in the morning unloading trucks. And at 2.30 in the afternoon, when everything was said and done, I was unloading trucks. And I think, you know, that, to me, um, I, as I said, I can't ask somebody to do something I'm not willing to do. And so my feeling is that when people see that I'm willing to do it and, you know, everybody on the staff at the Ace Fund, there's only four of us, but we're all hauling stuff, um, they jump in and help. Um, and I think that's, you know, for me, part of my philosophy as a leader uh, of an organization, you know, you know, if you come to Gay Bingo, I'm there running around selling 50-50 tickets or Are, you're special not in drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not in drag. Are you, um, <laughs> are you are you in pumps and, and in hair? <laughs> um, I've done it. Um, I, I set a, a challenge to some uh, to my friends a couple years ago that if I raised a certain dollar amount for the AIDS walk, I would um, do drag at a bingo. And so um, my friends and family all ponied up to um, get me to do that. So <laughs> anything to raise a buck. <laughs> anything to raise a buck. Yes, yes. I've done anything too, but we won't go there. Um Actually, we have a gay bingo coming up this Saturday ourselves here in Charlotte, North Carolina. They do. I, I think it's, you, is it go ahead. annual. I can't remember if it's, they do it once a year. I, this is the second one this year, so they're trying to bring um, it back. I think. 
yes, we um, actually several years ago, uh, some guys came up from Charlotte to and spent the uh, spent a gay bingo weekend with us um, to learn what we do. Um, oh, so, probably the same. Yes, yeah. uh, probably, uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> they came they came up, spent a weekend, and uh, spent Friday with us getting ready and. All day Saturday, setting up and and uh, seeing how everything runs. So uh, we terrific. were glad to do that. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I, this is actually my first one, so I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm sitting at a table. I got table tickets, so I'll be down there. Be sitting with my doctor. So hopefully I'll win something. <laughs> well, good luck. But remember, yeah, exactly. it's just a stupid game. It's yeah. Just, yeah, but they call you up if you get something wrong, and they like humiliate you and tear up your car. <laughs> well, you, have, you, you you must pay attention. They yeah. mean things to you, and I, I'm afraid. <laughs> Even if I have the bingo, I'll be afraid. So what what's what's coming up on the horizon um, after the after the first of the year? you guys well um we will be you know well AIDS walk really takes us it's a year-long process for us um so that's going on all year long you know we're right now wrapping you know trying very hard to wrap everything up uh for this year's walk um but um we actually next week have a staff planning day to start or um sending our goals and work plans for next year's AIDS walk um, and then we have our monthly gay bingo, which um, keeps us occupied throughout the year. And then we have our annual black tie gay bingo, which is um, in April. Um, it's gay bingo, but with dinner, dancing, uh, silent auction, a um, little dressier evening. Um, so it's uh, so that's a one-time-a-year event, and so that takes um, that'll start being a focus now uh, for the next few months and, you know, collecting the silent auction items and getting prepared for that event. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time that's over, then we're hot and heavy into the AIDS walk again. So it's a uh, constant cycle. <laughs> constant, yeah. There's no no rest for the weary, as they say. <laughs> now, Rob, this year, this year on the walk, you had um, Jack McEnroth actually came in um, did a little uh, a talk beforehand, and I, I believe he met with you beforehand, right? And all that. How was all that meeting him and having yeah, him at the event? Yeah, he's uh, he was a great guy. Um, did get to spend a little bit of time with him, um, and um, you know he was gracious enough to uh, do a few uh, radio and TV uh, interviews to help us promote the walk, and um, so it was really it was really great to have him involved this year. Um, and you know his his program um, sounds great. I mean, I you know I wish him a lot of luck with uh, the program he's working on. Yeah, it definitely is. Let's see here, I'm just trying to think here. We talked about the bingos. <laughs> he's got his little list. <laughs> oh, gotta have a list. Gotta be organized. Somebody does. <laughs> Good Lord knows I'm not. Holy smoke! Crazy. <laughs> oh, should we open it up? Yeah, we could definitely. If um, go ahead, Jeremy. You can. All right. While while um, while Robert there, Robbie is looking over his list. Um, everybody, give us a call if you want to um, talk to to Mr. Rob Reichert. Am I pronouncing your name right? Yes. yes. Okay. Good. Okay. To Mr. <laughs> Rob Reichert, and um, have any questions for him or um, any any comments concerns or anything you would like to talk to him about, give us a call at uh, 347-215-9442. And just to remind people who are listening who may not be on our show page where the chat room is that you can join us live at blog talk radio forward slash pause I am. Um, everybody's in the chat room chatting away. So if anybody has questions in the chat room and don't want to call in, you can put them in there as well. Um, let's see. All right. So, Rob, um what was it like? I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. What? What? Okay, you already talked about that. I'm just trying to think of how to say it. I don't want to say it the wrong way. <laughs> you know? Um, how would um, hmm, somebody who wants to get involved more put it this way? Who? Uh, mm-hmm. 
who wants to get involved more, not necessarily with, you know, your certain organization, but get more involved and do something like you, become a director like that, how, how would you advise them to move forward and, and to do that? Well, you know, again, I, I think um, education is important. Um, you know, the I obviously um, um, I've worked, you know, 20 years um, to get to my position, um, and I started out as a volunteer stuffing envelopes, um, and so it's. Um, I think it's a combination of hard work um, and uh, certainly commitment um, is important. Um, recognizing that you're not going to make a lot of money, probably won't get a raise every year. Um, you know the things that um, working in, you know, the people who don't work in nonprofits kind of take for granted. Um, you got to be willing to do everything. Um, you know, I went in to my first position at Babashi to do fundraising and and grant writing and, and marketing, which is what my experience, my prior experience had been. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I took that and seized every opportunity to, you know, learn more um, so that I was prepared to become the director of programs. Um, and... Um, and then, you know, taught myself accounting, basically, so that I could handle the finances and do the budgeting and do the things. And I, I sat down with, you know, colleagues who, you know, knew how to do the budgets, knew how to do that, and I spent time learning how to do that. Um, and, you know, it's not, you know, like I said, you're, you're managing a small business. Um, with every aspect, um, you know, and I also think it's important to recognize what your strengths and your weaknesses are, you know, um, um, and surround yourself with good people um, who um, can learn from your strengths, um, but also make up for your weaknesses. So. That's that kind sense. of been my philosophy. Um, I've jumped in and just kind of tried to learn everything I possibly can um, uh, about every aspect of an organization. So that, that makes um, a lot of sense. Uh, Rob, one one last question here. Um, what are some stats that you can give me about HIV/AIDS in Philadelphia? Well, right now um, our infection rate. New infections in Philadelphia is 50% higher than New York City's, and we are five times the national average. Um, so um, we are we have a lot of work to do uh, in Philadelphia. Um, we're seeing, uh, you know, some of the things that we're seeing at this point are a lot of the young women who are learning that they're HIV positive when they're uh, at the same time they're learning they're pregnant, um, and we're seeing the older population um, increasingly impacted. And so um, we have a long way to go yet in Philadelphia uh, to get a handle on this. Yeah. It's just really strange how all of a sudden, I mean, people are realizing, you know, that it's affecting, like you said, the women that are pregnant and stuff like that. Are, are these, do these people come to, like, do people who are diagnosed, do they come to your funds directly and contact you and look, like, and seek you out for support or? Um, well, we do get phone calls, but we don't we don't do any direct service. Right. Um, so, um, but we do refer. We have uh, 30 partner organizations, uh, the organizations that uh, receive funding uh, from us and from the AIDS and the AIDS Walk, um, and uh, so we'll refer them on to them um, or to the um, AIDS Hotline in Philadelphia, which um, does resource referrals. Um, uh, and really, that's the best place. Usually, we refer most people to the AIDS hotline because they'll do an in-depth kind of question um, questionnaire to an assessment to make sure they refer them to the right place. And, and you know, they keep track of who has 
room for new clients and who has waiting lists and all of that. So that's the best resource for people. Well, I think that's great. Rob, I want to thank you so much for coming on and, and talking to us about, you know, the walk and AIDS fund and all the great things that you're doing. I really admire everything that you do. And uh, like I said, if you need anything, let us know. Um, we'll be more than happy to help advertise any kind of event you have coming up. And you know me, I do it anyway because you're local. So the World AIDS Day event and all that will all be advertised here. So Great. Thank you. Thanks, you're welcome, Rob. Rob. You Thanks have a so great much. night. And people can find you at uh, AIDSFundPhilly.org, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. You have a great night. All right. You have right, minutes you left of Desperate Housewife. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. Right. You know he has that on pause. <laughs> oh, of course he does. Getting ready you know, beforehand. So. Got it on um, TV. Uh... Yeah, the guy, um, he does great things, so I'm, I'm glad I could have him uh, come on and talk about it. Um, it's amazing, uh, the things that he does and, and how involved he is. So, yeah, um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it really is because, you know, there, there's so much time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears that go into all of these events. And um, when you are the – when you distribute the funds out to the other supporting services, not only do you have the obligation to the actual patient, but you also have an obligation and a commitment to those those organizations that you support, so it, it's so important uh, to to keep that momentum going, and and sometimes it's very hard to keep it going. So it sounds to me that he they just they they work night and day to get it going and and to just to keep it up. That's right. And I just want to remind anyone who's listening that you guys want to give us a call and speak with Jeremy and myself. You can give us a call at three four seven two one five nine four four two. Tomorrow's the big day, Jeremy. Tomorrow's the big day? Tomorrow's the big day where um, I, I make my debut on uh, Logo Online. Shut up. Yeah, my, my video with Angina and the HIV and Me web series comes out. So I'm Yay. kind of excited and nervous at the same time. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, speaking of Angina, not to, and then I'll, we'll bring it right back to you. No, actually, we'll, we'll go to that in a second. But, oh, my God. <laughs> are, are you, like, excited? I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm, yeah, I'm, I hope I don't just, sound, you know. I'm sure you're going to be fine. You yeah. always do that. You always say, oh, I'm so nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say. And then you get down there, and you're, like, brilliant. <laughs> you will be – I, I, I am gonna, I'm going to log on tomorrow and look at it. Yeah, I have to try to get um, – I'm trying to do the new website, the main posim.com site. I'm going to try to launch it by tomorrow morning so when people – get directed from the video to go to the website. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all going to be nice and fancy, I hope. <sighs> nice and fancy. <laughs> <laughs> all fancy. Speaking of Angina. Nice and fancy. Yes. Speaking of Angina, I want everybody to crack open the um, latest Out magazine because Angina is, is one of the named 100 most influential gay and lesbian people. Holla, holla, holla. Congratulations, Angina. Congratulations. Right. And um, there's a cute, she's got a cute little picture in there and um, a nice little write-up. So it's just, you know, it, it's press. You know, we'll take the press, any press, you know. It, it, it's just, I, I, I think that's, an, I, it's just awesome. It, it's just amazing. You know, I, I agree. What, what Angina has done um, when, she sat there and, you know, tearfully said, you know, talked about her living with HIV for the last two years, and she didn't win, but she won our hearts. Mm-hmm. She won you know, overall. She absolutely. won in a different way. That's right. And you know what's the great thing? Speaking anyway. of Anginas, <laughs> um, Angina is actually going to come back on to the show on Yay! December 6th, the first Sunday in December. We're going to be speaking with her, and she's oh, going to so talk excited. about filming the logo thing and then you know all the other great things that she did how she won the viva glam and all that stuff and do you, actually do you have me on that show yeah you're on um and she turned around and um did uh she won the viva glam thing and what was i going to say darn it totally slipped my mind i don't know but it was funny because some people are you know they don't they don't have cable like i was speaking to kenji yesterday on skype 
and uh-huh. we were Skyping for like two and a half hours, which is really oh, good because yeah. we haven't talked. Yeah, we haven't talked in a long time, so we had a lot to talk about. And uh, we were talking, and he was like, you know, who's what's this Angina thing? Because he's like, I don't have cable. He's like, so I didn't have to watch anything. I was like, you never, you don't know who she is. Like, you didn't see it on TV. He's like, no. No, he's like, RuPaul's still around. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, I made him go to uh, Logo. Uh, I think it's LogoOnline.com. And he um, went and viewed, you know, the episode of when uh, they did the Viva Glamman on Gina, you know, came out as somebody living with HIV. And he was like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. I'm going to go watch all the episodes now. He's like, I didn't know about all this. And I was like, yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah. So she's going to be on on the 6th. That's my, really my favorite cool. thing about her is that little hat she wears. All the different little hats. Yeah, I her love little, the little trademark. Hats. I know. Her little trademark. Little it's so cute. I think it's so cool. So cute. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, love her. Love her. Yeah. She's so. She's like a little pocket gay. You can just like fold her up and put her in your pocket and go. <laughs> <laughs> pocket gay. That's right. Where the heck did you pull that out of? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know. It, so, uh, it, it's a quarter to ten. I'm getting punchy. It's Sunday. Come on. Right. <laughs> you know? So I just want to remind people that um, next Sunday we'll be speaking with Tyson, Charles Tyson, I'm sorry. And he is an activist, and he's one of our new Pazayan bloggers who is going to come on and talk about his blog and, um, you know, him being diagnosed with HIV and, and losing his father, who was also um, an activist. So I think it's really Cool to have him come on, and I was just honored to have him join my site and to have him as a vlogger is even cooler. Aww. So, yeah, it's very cool. You're um, so sweet. Yeah. And uh, November 29th, we'll be speaking about all the World AIDS Day events. At least we're going to talk about the ones going on in New York and in Charlotte and in Philadelphia. I haven't yeah. got too many um, emailed or posted to me on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. I asked for people to send me, you know, the cities and what events they're going to have. So if you have one, you can email me at robert at or tweet me or whatever. Facebook me, stuff. tweet me. We're all, all, all over. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears just for Go a ahead. minute because you, you just brought something up, and, I, and I've been thinking about this, and I wanted to bring this up, and I just need to ask people. This whole Facebook, tweet, yeah. Twitter, email, MySpace, not to, not to knock Paz I Am, but Paz I Am. All these <laughs> damn communities that I'm a part of, uh-huh. which I love. You know, I love Facebook, I love Twitter, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so hard to keep up with all of them. <laughs> it's so like you, I can spend hours just trying to keep up with, with everything, and it's just – and then I lose half my day. Does that happen to you guys? Does yeah, that happen to anybody? <laughs> Jeremy, that's funny because when I um, first started talking to Bob Bowers on the phone – he would tell me about how he would like. He was like, "I good log on, man." He goes, and I would be on Facebook and MySpace. He goes, and I'd look up, and he goes, "It'd be four hours past, and I'm still sitting on there answering all these things." And I'm like, "No way, you don't do that." You yes. gotta be kidding me. Yeah, you really do. You you really do. <laughs> you, you look down, and you're working, you're just answering people because people are emailing you, and they're trying to, you know, and and they want information. And okay, so, and through my website even, you know, it's like people are coming to me. It's, I, I, it's just my God, you know, it's holy smokes. It's just hours. You can spend hours doing all of this. Yeah, hours. It's, it's good it, for me. It's good, you know what I mean? Because I get to like, if I didn't have social networking, I wouldn't be able to communicate with my family that lives in Virginia, you know, on a weekly basis or, you know, even send an instant, you know, little comments on your page or see what you're doing, what you did yesterday. So things like that, I love it. My parents want to Skype with me. That's so cool. They asked me to Skype. Do do you have a webcam? Well, yeah. Well, why don't we Skype? I didn't know you knew how. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to be talking about HIV. No, but that's really funny because, you know, that made me think of something else that I wanted to bring up since we were talking about, you know, your mother wanting to Skype. And, you know, I was watching the news today and they had this big story on talking about how the senior citizens are now getting onto Facebook. And they're holding these, like, little classes in Philly for senior citizens to learn how to Facebook. My and grandmother's how, on Facebook. Yeah, so is mine. And they were saying that, like, 
46% of people over the age of 55 are, are like on Facebook. Yeah, my grandmother's 78. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, yeah, having the time of her life. And she'll guilt, okay, so we're, we're back onto it. Grandmothers should not be allowed on Facebook. Why? Because they throw the guilt out there for everybody to see. Don't they realize that a status or a wall post is not meant for, Jeremy, how come you haven't called your grandmother? My God, I'm sitting over here. I've got oxygen in my nose. I, I haven't talked to you. Where are you? It's like, oh, God. Oh, God, they're going to think I'm the worst grandson ever because they can see this on my wall that That's she's posted funny. out there that I haven't called. Or, or my, my favorite one is... <laughs> She'll post on Mark, or she'll just post a status and say, Mark, I need your help getting a picture up and talking about my Mark to help her. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. It, it, it's, it's very funny. You know? But it's and a good thing. It, I think it's terrific, actually. You know, and I, I think what it is is I'm on the computer all day in my day job that – you know, I'm sitting here working on documents and PowerPoint presentations and da 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 da. And the last thing I want to do when I get home is open up the computer, open up my laptop. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they told me that you're a tweetaholic. You tweet I'm like crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's not on my. I'm, who are you talking to? <laughs> because you know how you get like you can get things sent to your phone. Yeah. And they were telling me that that you're a tweetaholic. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know Twitter what you're talking about. You're saying you don't like Twitter. You're always on it. I didn't say I didn't like it. Well, <laughs> see, I have it on my BlackBerry, and that was the worst thing I could have ever done, was was put it on my BlackBerry. It's called Twibble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have it set up to where it connects my Facebook and Twitter, both, right. so I can just sit there and Twitter all day. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? I, I actually come up with decent things to say. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I mean, where some people are like, hey, going for pizza. Dude, I'm just sitting around picking my butt. <laughs> like, so what is your Twitter um, address so people can find you? Because I know for people who are listening and who are on the show page, if you go right below the player where you're listening, there is a link to uh, the PauseIM Facebook, Twitter, and MySpace there. So they can go and friend me and fan me oh, and all that there. What is my Twitter page? It is... Hold on one uh, Keep talking and I'll find it. All right. Um, and let's see. What else was I going to say? Jack should be back with us next week. I wanted to bring up um, one of the things that um, I just recently added to the site that people don't know about, so I thought it would be interesting to uh, to talk about it, is that we do have Pazayam Radio merchandise where you can purchase a T-shirt, a sweatshirt, or even a really cool fancy water bottle. Um, that has the Pazayan Radio logo on it, and you can get your dose of hope every time you wear it. That's why we make these things. Listen to that. How do I find – oh, here we go. RS – I don't know how to find it. How do do I get my um, thingy? Um, You are – well, you figure that out. (laughs) Um, You can find the store information for the the T-shirts and stuff. You can actually go to Cafe Press dot com forward slash pause I am and uh, Jeremy your Twitter page is www oh here it is I found it okay I found it I found it what is it I'm posting it right now well you have to announce it so people can hear it there it is woohoo it's twitter dot com forward slash positively speaking now it's positively with a z s p k n g there you go. No vowels there in speaking. No vowels in speaking. Well, why'd you do it like that? Because it wouldn't take it. It had a character limit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> That's where you can find me on Twitter. And you know um, I wanted to um, go ahead. Again, where else? And, and your Facebook is what? Oh, Facebook is is here. It's. It's facebook.com forward slash positively speaking. There you go. Um, I wanted to share some of the um, 
blurbs that I got for the new website that are going that are from former guests that we had, and I know you didn't get to see them, Jeremy, so I wanted to share them with you as well. Um, this one's from Mark Olmsted, who um, remember he was on he was uh, he came on and talked about HIV in prisons. I do remember him. Yes, he came. On, his uh, quote says, "Telling my story on Paz I Am Radio helps shed light on a largely forgotten population: the HIV positive individuals in prison and prisoners in general." So that was very nice of him. Let's see here, Brian Morgan. You remember him? Funny guy with the Southern draw. <laughs> I still owe Brian a dinner. <laughs> Brian lives an hour away, and I we we need to meet for dinner. Yeah, you should. He writes, uh, being lucky enough to be a guest on Positive Radio allowed me to further my internal healing living with HIV and AIDS for the past 10 years. I only hope that it has also helped others who heard my story. Here's a good one. I have it all. I have to go to, um, I just want to do this real quick for people. Um, Angina, and I have a couple, few other people who actually just sent me one. Here's one for you, Jeremy. Okay. And so there's no dead silence. I'll, I'll, I'll fill it. <laughs> Michael Mancia. Remember we had oh, Michael yeah. Mancia on, and he wrote that lovely book, uh, "Love in the Time of HIV and AIDS: yeah. A Gay Man's Guide to Love, Sex, and Relationships." Which he I writes, think I have here. Yeah, I own it too. I love it. Um, he writes in 1996, we got pro. Protease inhibitors. Today we have podcasts. As such, Robert Brining, along with his co-hosts and guests, offer humor and humanity to what an HIV experience means today. Say that one more I, time. You, know, you want me to say it again? Yes, I do. Say it one more time. Okay. In 1996, we got protease inhibitors. Today we have podcasts. As such, Robert Brining, along with his co-hosts and guests, offer humor and humanity to what the HIV experience means today. Co-host. Huh. <laughs> That's huh. you. <laughs> huh. Let's see here. Hold on. My name is Jeremy Dunn, guys. Yeah, that guy. That one. Co-host. That guy. How rude. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Uh, speaking, uh, here's one from Jim. Frederick, who was uh, an HIV-positive artist, he says, speaking online online with you guys about my experience living with PML and HIV and trying to understand my new life helped me better realize that I am still the same. I just do things differently now. Thanks for the chance for letting me Hmm. I like Jim, actually. He's a nice guy. Yeah, it was Uh, great. He's on my Facebook. (laughs) And then I have one from Decker and Gwen Barringer. Um, and it says, it was refreshing to speak with Robert and Jack on As I Am Radio. They know exactly what it means to be a pozoid and how it is to get the prevention message out. A great resource for the community. Pozoid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And doesn't he call himself a thin blood? I think so, yes. I think that's what it was. But my favorite one... My favorite one that we got, I we got was from um, Dr. Frank Spinelli, and he mm. put, um, "I had a great time on Paz I Am Radio. Robert Brining is fun and informative. The show is a great vehicle for young Paz people to learn some facts and get inspired." Aww, that was really. You know, Frank, fun. I was on that show too. <laughs> Look, I'm just taking from what they give me. So I know <laughs> if you've been a guest on the show, like Scott, who's out there. You need to give me um, a nice little blurb for the radio show, and you can learn more information about me um, on PazIM.com and more information about Jeremy on PositivelySpeaking.com. And just to remind everybody that hopefully tomorrow morning the new website for PazIM.com will be launched. And don't forget to go to Logo Online and do the new video um, of Angina and Me taking part in the HIV and Me um, web series there. So... Uh, that should be launched tomorrow afternoon. So I'm excited. I think this is we we there, there's just a lot of good stuff going on right now. Yeah, it's pumping. Online, I, okay, I can't. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Logo time. online. Logo com. online. 
So I want to thank um, everybody for tuning in. Thank our guest, Rob Rickard, Rickard, sorry, <laughs> um, from AIDS Fund Philly. And you can find more information on him and his organization at AIDSFundPhilly.org. And, uh, Jeremy, you have a great week. I you look too. forward to next week. Yes, I'm looking, I'm looking quite forward to it because he's a local guy here. That's right. So join us next week for Charles Tyson at 9 p.m. next Sunday. Have a great All night, right. everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Bye.